Building a business taught me so much, especially as someone who grew up not knowing many entrepreneurs. My family of steady Eddie employees, from teachers and accounting professionals to managers, certainly framed my understanding of work. To be honest, I never really envisioned owning a business. You're listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gillis, copywriter, word magic maker, and owner of What Sarah Said. On this podcast, you'll feel empowered to show up online in a way that has you saying, that's so me. Let's get started. Welcome to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gillis, and today I'm logging some on-call hours to share three lessons I've learned in building my copywriting business, What Sarah Said. These lessons aren't necessarily groundbreaking scientific discoveries, but they were surprising to me, at least initially. I often remark with my business owner friends that entrepreneurship feels like a crash course in vulnerability, especially if it's important to you, like it was to me, to show up as yourself online. And as I enter my third year in business and my second year full time, that truth has been proven accurate time and time again. But before we get into why owning a business feels so dang vulnerable, Stay tuned for an episode devoted to that idea in a few weeks. Let's chat about what I learned in my adventure to build a business that's authentic to me. First, here's a hot take. Cold, well, more like lukewarm emails can work sometimes. I got my first client this way. I know, right? My very first client as a copy and content writer was a local real estate team. Now, full disclosure here, reaching out to them wasn't exactly a cold interaction since we had worked with them to purchase our home back in 2018. But we hadn't connected in nearly two years since and never in a professional let me write for you kind of way. So the prospect of sending an email that said, hi, I love what you do and I have ideas to help you show up online more effectively was scary. <laughs> These were lukewarm connections at best. And because I was presenting critiques and strategies for what could be done better in someone else's business, it all felt really vulnerable. But what a lot of people don't know about 2020 Sarah is that in the midst of my layoff from my nonprofit job in May of that year, my husband's work hours, he works in IT for a local hospital, his hours were also being reduced due to the pandemic. In other words, I definitely operated in a what do I have to lose mentality. So I sent the email to the real estate team and prayed that even if they weren't interested in my services, perhaps they knew someone who would be. Thankfully, the email was well-received. And before I even knew what to charge for my services, shout out here to my first business coach, Maddie, who definitely fielded some panicked slash excited emails from me. The real estate team was on retainer. And I got to work optimizing their website, their blog, and their social media presence. We ended up working together for two years. Here are a few tips if you plan to approach potential clients like this. First, begin by reminding the recipient how you know each other. 
Again, I recommend avoiding ice cold emails. Aim for lukewarm ones like I did instead. Secondly, compliment, compliment, compliment. And do so very specifically like this. I loved the Instagram post that you shared last Tuesday about tips to prepare your home for warmer temperatures. I recommend sharing this relevant content every season. Thirdly, make sure that you share what I call low-hanging strategies and pie-in-the-sky opportunities to work together. Presenting a variety of recommendations, not too many so that the potential client feels overwhelmed, but just enough to showcase your expertise, helps the recipient see your range of knowledge and make determinations to pursue working together on one or two or all of your recommended strategies. The second lesson that I learned in building my business was to choose the content I consume carefully, especially as a creative. When I launched my business, I immediately began following a variety of copywriters on Instagram. I was eager to learn from and connect with other like-minded business owners in the copywriting industry. And while that certainly happened, I didn't know how to navigate what else took place. Comparison. It didn't take long before I was comparing my business to that of other copywriters, many of whom were in the industry much longer than me and who served different clients than I did. This led me to second guess many of my business decisions from how I marketed my services and my pricing structure, even to how I showed up online. After sitting in this negative, how will I ever measure up space for a few weeks, I confided in and asked for advice from my business owner friends. And here's what I learned. There are enough clients for all of us. There is beauty in finding your community and the mute button is your friend. First, I chose to operate from a posture of abundance, not scarcity. This means that I believe in my services, in the value of my business and in the ability to serve my clients well. I'm not for everyone and my services aren't for everyone. So it's important that other talented copywriters are out there serving their people well, even if their clientele or services are similar to mine. I also experienced firsthand the beauty of amassing a community of creatives to lean on. Surrounding myself with business owners who know my heart, who support my business, and who can lift me up when I'm questioning my place in the market, or when I'm feeling anxious about the purpose of my work has been really crucial to keeping my comparison in check. And finally, giving myself permission to filter the content that I consume by unfollowing or muting some accounts has been life-giving. It is possible to be supportive of colleagues without being privy to every ebb and flow of their businesses. And that has been a beautiful thing to recognize and to cultivate. This episode is brought to you by Story Sale, my three-month group coaching program that supports creatives just like you who are ready to market their magic. Over our three months together, you'll have access to 12 group coaching calls, plus two guest expert calls. 
you'll receive Voxer support from me, one-on-one -on -one intensives with me to focus on your website copy, your SEO, and your email marketing, and a whole lot more. For this founding class of StorySale, only six spots are available. Is one of them for you? StorySale is a good fit for you if you love the work you do as a business owner, but you're stuck in a cycle of serving less than ideal clients who just don't light you up. StorySale is a good fit if you're frustrated with the direction your business is going, but the radio silence when you promote your offers makes you feel like you are the reason your business isn't succeeding. Now let's talk about what's possible for you inside StorySale. What if you could stop relying on your portfolio to convey your impact in favor of connecting to your ideal client through words? What if you could stop looking at your competition's website to see how they portray their value in favor of trusting your own story to move your business forward? And what if you could stop building your business on property that you don't own, like Instagram, and create a website that sells for you consistently instead? If you're tired of playing it safe with your marketing, charging less than your service is worth, and feeling alone and uninspired in your work, then StorySale is for you. Visit whatsarahsaid.com slash coaching or click the link in the show notes to learn more. I would love to see you inside. Building a business taught me so much, especially as someone who grew up not knowing many entrepreneurs. My family of steady Eddie employees, from teachers and accounting professionals to managers, certainly framed my understanding of work. To be honest, I never really envisioned owning a business. I spent nearly a decade of my life teaching, and I always pictured myself earning a PhD and making a living teaching college-level English courses for the majority of my working years. So this choice to step into entrepreneurship continues to surprise me. Another thing that I've realized is a choice is fear. After my layoff, I could have chosen fear. No one would have blamed me for doing so. After all, the world was in the throes of a pandemic. My husband was enduring a reduction in work hours at his job. And we have two sons to support. But instead of fear, I made another choice, confidence. Instead of allowing fear to keep me stuck, I chose to step into business ownership instead. Now, launching my copywriting business certainly didn't mean that I instantly felt confident. I battled many moments of self-doubt, and I had to work each day to cultivate a sense of confidence in my path. And most days, I'm still working on it. But two decisions I made in the early months of my business made a significant difference in helping me choose confidence over fear. First, I hired a business coach to help me strategically grow my business. And my confidence also blossomed alongside my business at the same time. Additionally, as I prepared to take my business full time and leave teaching behind, I hired a wellness coach to help me understand my battle with self-confidence, and develop practices to build up my self-worth. I felt empowered by both of my coaches to sit with fear instead of running away from it, which sparked in me a personal quest to say yes to opportunities that scared me. In the past two years, I've continued to say yes to what scares me 
And I found that confidence often follows when I choose to act instead of staying still in fear. These coaches helped me make this transition from teaching to business ownership, and I couldn't have done it without them. I hope that these business building lessons inspire you to think a little differently about your work, about your purpose, and about yourself. I would love to know what you've learned as you have cultivated a business that feels like that's so me. Feel free to tag me on Instagram at hello Sarah Gillis and share your learning moments and takeaways from building your business. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is your copywriter on call, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. If this episode has you feeling all sorts of inspired to show up as yourself online, click that subscribe button so you don't miss my stories or practical advice to help you express your quirky, vulnerable, and authentic self online. Chat soon. Love listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast? Ratings and reviews mean everything to podcast hosts like me. I like to think of it as a modern day spin on fan mail. Your feedback helps me share my show with more creative business owners just like you who want to feel empowered to show up authentically online. Thanks for listening.